You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays split the four-game series with the lowly Boston Red Sox at home, losing Thursday and Sunday, but winning Friday and Saturday. On the bright side, the Rays became the first American League team to 30 victories. They stand at 30 and 17. Ulysses, it is a Monday show, which means it's time for our weekend takeaways, observations, news and notes. Without further ado and preamble, I will let you go ahead and begin. Well, yeah, it definitely wasn't the weekend that race fans wanted to see. You're going against the Red Sox. You don't want to go two and two. But this is kind of my first takeaway is that Rich Hollenberg put out a very good stat on this exactly. The Rays are now nine and eight versus teams 500 and under and 21 and nine versus teams over. 500. The Rays have a problem. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're playing down to the competition. It's now noticeable. Um, And while everybody, including us, we were screaming for joy for that schedule in September, um, this is going to be a problem for the next two and a half weeks because they are facing teams under 500. And uh, yeah, on paper, it looks like it's great for the Rays, but the results have been out there and they're not good for the Rays. Right. Yeah, I do get that. I'd have to maybe look at the big picture a little bit more. It did seem, though, in the Red Sox series that they definitely didn't play up to their potential. I'll give them that. Um, I think probably earlier in the season when they got swept by the Baltimore Orioles, that was a culture shock. That was like, okay, maybe the Orioles are a little bit better than we had bargained for. And we found that out. I don't know right. where the Orioles stand right now. I guess they are technically under 500, but they're basically a 500 ball club. The Marlins, too. I think when right. the Rays faced them, they were under 500, but they very easily could finish the season above 500. Same thing with the Washington Nationals. I think, yeah, there probably is something to be said for that. We also have to remember that the Rays have won. A lot of their wins have been one-run ball games and walk off wins and uh, they, they gotten lucky at times this season i'll give them yeah. that i mean they, they, it's it, it, i think they're the number one team with most wins with a one-run lead mm-hmm. so they're they're winning by the margin and again 21 and 9 against teams over 500 that's a big difference to 9 and 8 versus teams under 500 and the schedule it looks the nats baltimore mets and Phillies. So you, mm. you hope that this is not going to come back and bite them. The magic number is shrinking, of course, for the playoff berth and for the AL East. But don't look now, Rays fans, but the Blue Jays are three and a half away. That is true. And actually, the Rays no longer have the best record in the American League. 
that title goes to the Chicago White Sox, who I believe are mm-hmm. a half game better than the Rays. I think the White Sox are 30 and 16 and the Rays are 30 and 17. So with all that, the Rays have what? 13 games left, I believe, if my math is correct. Uh, what do you, do you want to give a uh, record prediction at, at, on how they will fare these last 13 games? <sighs> 10 and Man. 3, 9 and 4, 8 and 5. <laughs> well, what are we doing here? What, how low is the barometer? Uh, well, let's let's go ahead and say that if the prop bet that we said, uh, I think maybe two weeks ago, when we yeah. felt pretty good, uh, and we said that they would get to 40 wins, they would need to go now 10 and 3. I don't exactly yeah. see 10 and 3 right now from this team. That's going to be tough. I will say that's going to be tough. I see more an 8 and 5 approach. I think that seems probably about right, especially how they've played recently. Again, right. it, it all goes in waves. Over the you're going to have bad stretches and it kind of gets blown up because it's mm-hmm. only a 60 game season and now that the Rays don't look so good. And then who knows a week from now they may, they may look great. I'll say this at least in splitting with the Boston Red Sox, I don't have to roll my R's. I don't have to do the tongue <laughs> trill of Randy Orosarina. Hey, that's go pretty that good. Far. Hey, that's pretty good. There might that's be a time good. where I have to break it out and, and really go full, <laughs> full go and full uh, with it. So that was we awesome. will see. All right. My second takeaway, you know, Mark Topkin, wrote a, a good piece a couple of days ago about the need for celebration not to happen in the clubhouse because mm-hmm. of small, uh, such a small place with a lot of people and all the COVID restrictions, but also that it could be a dry celebration. So, of course, we are idea men at Locked On Race and have come up with a way of fixing this problem. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Look. After a game where a team clinches for a playoff berth or a series win worthy of celebration, mm-hmm. what if they tarp up the field, the game ends, the players are congratulating themselves on, on the fringes of the field, maybe in the dugout for a couple of minutes, they put the tarp up, every player gets a little cooler with a six-pack, a champagne bottle, and they get their mask, they get a designated place all around the tarp, but that's not all. They also would get as many water balloons as season wins and super soakers full of champagne. Then they go at it, they all get wet with the water balloons, the champagne, the super soakers, they get their own drinks on. I think that's a way to have fun with their masks, with the social distancing, but still have fun. You know what they could do with that? They could use the, that they go a step further with the mask and use the the welding mask that you see some people using with the little plastic shield. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not quite a welding mask, but it's, you're you're really going all out when you're wearing one of those things. That would, that would, that would work out great. See? Protect your eyes, protect your face against uh, champagne showers, if you will. Wouldn't it be fun to throw yeah. water balloons and, and, and super soakers with champagne, getting to other people? I think that'd be great. What I don't get, though, is if players are already 
they're already standing near each other in the dugout. They're spitting and they're doing high fives. They, they've almost gone back to normal ish. What's the difference with, uh, with having a wet celebration. I don't get that at all. It, to uh, me, it makes no sense. I mean, Quite Tyler Glasnow was, was throwing bloody baseballs yeah. the other day. So, look, a, a doctor, a scientist would have to explain it to us like we were five. And maybe we'd be like, oh, that's why it's dumb. But, but if everybody I, tests I, I negative. Don't I don't know. I don't know, Kevin. But there's precautions. Uh, Guess what? These precautions that they've taken has helped the sport. I did not believe that we would get this far. Uh, Prop <laughs> so bet loss, buddy. Playoffs. Wow. Amazing. Really. Mm-hmm. And without the bubble, it's really rather incredible. But, you know, you did have the Cardinals and the, and the Marlins. But this is my way of kind of having a normal celebration because I think these guys deserve it. Oh, 100%. I'm sure they'll come up with something creative in some way to keep it light and fun. And uh, my my brain's not working at 100% right now, so I can't counter <laughs> with my own dry celebration idea. So I will go with yours from now on. But I cool, might thank think you. of one uh, in the next couple of days. So we will be emailing uh, Eric Neander and Kevin Cash and, and all the front office types about and your, that. Your your boy, Rob Manfred, of course. So here's the question, though. Does yeah. Trisha Whitaker get in on this celebration? Oh, 100%. I want okay. Toridio in there. I want Topkin in there. I want Trisha in there, of course. Of I think course. that I think their main ultimate goal is to super soak the media. Yeah, <laughs> Trisha Whitaker, Mark Topkin, Terribio, Hollenberg—they uh, yeah. they really want to get Arrestus. Yeah, they want to get Arrestus in his suit wet. They they want to do it all. I think. You know, what would be cool is to pay like you know two extra bucks or something, and then you get uh, you know unhinged BA with the celebrations. Uh, now participating, that's a teaser. yes, uncensored. That's pretty good. I, I would pay for that. I would yeah, pay for too. that for sure. Okay, uh, third takeaway. My third takeaway is not exactly a takeaway per se, but it's more of a mental note for mm-hmm. you, me, and podcast listeners to be aware of Willie's de- defense in 2020. Uh, Ben Rosa reached out to us on Twitter, and this is something that we got into a friendly discussion, you and me, over the weekend Thanks to some numbers pulled from Fangraphs, I believe, by the always reliable Matt Germain. We're going to have to have a talk about this uh, very soon because it's rearing its ugly head. Yes, it is. And it is becoming a bit of a heated discussion. And I'm glad you brought up Willie Adamas because one of my takeaways also is related to Willie Adamas, but not necessarily his defense. So stay tuned for that. I will give you my takeaways and more. But first... We've got to tell you about Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is more delicious than ever with more options than ever. They've added six new flavors to bring the total up to 18 different protein bars. These six new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Here's what you need to know about Built Bar. They're 100% covered in chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. More importantly, they're healthy. You can use them to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet, not to mention they're extremely delicious as well. Here, you you pick up one of these Built Bars, and it's going to read something along the lines of 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, just 4 grams sugar, and just 4 grams net 
carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and that'll get you $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Also, for a limited time, they're offering a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So go to BuiltBar.com for all of that. Well, Ulysses, it looks like we finally have an answer to Willie Adamas and his struggles at home. It has to do with the trap lighting, apparently, evidently. He acknowledged that the trap lights bother him. But do we really? Because, I mean, he wears them one night, and then they were gone for the yeah he wore the the glasses the the clear glasses and then they must have those must have not worked for him so it was like this isn't really helping me at all i'm just gonna roll with the punches here he got to walk with those glasses though did you see that kevin kiermeyer had to one up him and i oh you know what willie looks he looked pretty cool in those glasses i i might need to cop me some of those too and make sure i'm not he kiermeyer always wants the camera on him i know what you're doing buddy we all know. Doing. We all know. Of course, he wanted some uh, an extra shot of him, you know, looking all fly with with the with the shades on. Yes. I, but I don't. Is it the lights? Is it the AC? Do we did we really get an answer for what's going on? I thought he pretty much came out and said that the lights are bothering him. Something at the trop is bothering him. His vision is compromised. Maybe it is the air conditioning. Maybe it is the the way the lights show up there. What's interesting, and Mark Topkin wrote an excellent article on the dilemma and on this issue. By the way, this is, I mean, we're just giving shout outs to Mark Topkin. This is the Mark Topkin shout out episode, apparently. (laughs) But so the new trop lights were installed before the 2019 season. Why is that interesting? Because it was done for Tommy Pham. Or in part, right? You could be right about that. Here's where I'm going with this. Okay. I looked up Willie Adamas' 2018 stats, and they okay. are interesting. Okay. Small sample size, yes. All okay. Right. In 51 home games, he batted 284, 778 OPS, seven home runs. Oh, On the wow. road, 34 games, he batted 269. 720 OPS, three home runs. Okay. This was before these crazy new lights were installed at the TROP. And we know, I think you brought up the numbers last week. I will reiterate them. 2019, Willie Adamas at the TROP batted 204, 557 OPS, five home runs at home. On the road, 303 average, 903 OPS, 15 homers on the road this year in 2020 at home 169 batting average 591 OPS on the road 367 batting average 1096 OPS on the road a completely different player I mean you look at him at the box at the trap and his swings are so off they're so Mm -hmm. wild sometimes look in this series against the Red Sox in 10 at-bats, he had one hit, two walks, five strikeouts. I mean, 
that's not the William Adams that you see on the road. It's just two different uh, Yeah, and they were right rolling now. out Chris Sale and David Price and guys of right. that ilk. Let's just right. put that out there. No. No, now there's some with guys name, you know, whatever they were named. And no, know. we don't know their name. I know Martin yeah. Perez. That, that's about right. That's about it. it. Yeah. Who was this? The, some guy named Robert Stockman. He has really let himself go. He he Bruiser. looks like he's given himself. He's given up on life pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a good. Yeah. That was, that was great. Good. I think I saw that on Friday. Yeah. Uh, so, but there's actually some controversy within this issue because in the article that Topkin wrote. Rays hitting coach Chad Matola thinks there does need to be an adjustment to the lights. He says, quote, we hear it all the time from players, dot, dot, dot. We may have to make an adjustment. But Kevin Cash went as far right. to say, as, no, we're not going to make an adjustment. We, we're, we're not going to change the lights. This so is, there's this, some disagreement here, and you've got to wonder. Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you make your point. I think this could be a, a little bit of a problem. Uh, going forward because if you've got your hitting coach your manager and what is the front office saying this could be uh you have to have a streamline of thought in an organization for it to be successful so when you're hearing different things that doesn't make you feel good or heard about your complaints as an employee aka willie so uh, that that i think is the biggest problem right now is the issue where what is he hearing from all of these people that are quote unquote above him Mm -hmm. that has to be a unified uh thing if it is hey we're not changing the lights then it should be but what can we do to make sure that you're getting is it is it a sunglasses with like a yellowish tint Mm -hmm. so that you see the ball better i mean you have to have a little bit of solutions what do you think maybe again maybe it's eye drops maybe it's and he right. said, I think in the Topkin article, that he hasn't gone to an eye doctor yet or gotten that looked at. Buddy, you better go and do, do something. your due diligence with this. You can't just let this thing fester. But let me, let me say this, okay? Do you make wholesale accommodations for one player, one of your better players at that? Or if most, the majority of the other, the, the rest of the team pretty much, even Kevin Kiermaier is like, yeah, I don't, I, have, I, I don't, think there's really an issue here right like if other guys seem to be performing fine or enjoy it do you do you really swap out the lights or make wholesale changes for one guy and second of all i don't know maybe this is if you don't and this is upsetting to willie and becomes a thing that matriculates maybe this is the beginning do you do you really give a contract extension to a guy that doesn't like to play or doesn't hit well at home Half well, that's, games like that's, that's an my, issue. That's my next point. I mean, if there was a a Brendan Lau type of contract here, maybe mm-hmm. with a little bit more uh, dollar signs attached to him, yeah, the race changed the lights. Uh, imagine if 2010 Longoria says to the race, "Hey, I don't like the lights." What do you think would have happened? They changed those lights. Mm-hmm. 2010 Longoria, he's got pulled. 2010 Longoria. <laughs> In tw- in 2008, got himself a drum room, so he could have a drum set and he could play his drums right before the game. Right. Okay. So if Willie had a contract, yeah, they would change those lights, but they're not changing the lights for for Willie right now. And, and, and is that a problem? Maybe if they don't find another solution. But that is very interesting that his 2018 numbers at home were 
pretty darn good. I, I figure that was worthy to bring up. Again, this could be something going forward. This really but could be. Is it in his head? Because, again, you're saying that there is something to the lights, but he mentioned the air conditioning. He, I mean, he mentioned so many other things that including the fact that he hadn't seen a doctor, that it also kind of makes me, you know, realize that yeah. he doesn't I think really know what it the is. The first thing, you got to see a doctor. You got to get that situated, right. and that might have to be an off-season thing. I also wonder, too, like, playing in the colder air-conditioned environment, maybe it takes longer for your muscles to get warmed up and loosened up and your swing. I mean, I've I've played baseball, softball in the cold, and it's not... Of course, I mean, it's not like freezing per se in the trop compared to other environments, but still, you know, that little difference of I'm not really warmed up yet. I, I, I don't feel loose. Maybe that has a little bit of an impact. Furthermore, you got to wonder if this is really an issue with his eyesight at home. What does that mean for his defense? Maybe that mean, maybe that is he really the seeing, seeing the ball well on defensive plays at the trap well, compared to other environments? And that might have to be something we get into at a later point. Exactly. Cause then I, you always talk about this with baseball players. If the best thing that they can do is when something's not working on one side of the ball, that it doesn't affect the other. Yeah. So if you're not hitting, you shouldn't let that affect your defense. Could that be happening with Willie? He's always now. This is in his head. Forgot. Oh, it is so in his head. There's nothing more that could be in his head than this thing. When you put glasses and you've never done that, and then you drop the glasses for the next three games when everybody was asking about it, it's in your head. So now he goes to the trop, and then there's this whole psychosis thing happening, Mm -hmm. and and that's not good. And so is that carrying over to his defense? We saw a couple plays. And when I say a couple, I want to say three or four, not just one or two, mm-hmm. that were very questionable from Willie's defense because you expect a higher level of play from from Adamas. Yeah, and I think, again, the Rays have a lot of uh, middle infield types in their farm system, one by the That's name right. of Wander Franco. And Whoa. maybe they're just thinking, okay, we'll play out the string with Willie and you know, next opportunity to ship him off if he can't hit at home whatever it's in his head whatever it is he doesn't like hitting at home we might just have to move on um okay my my next takeaway g-man Choi. i am upset with g-man Choi. do you know why How come? why and it's not just because he got injured okay i'm never gonna get upset with a guy for pulling his left hamstring okay but he had said in an interview recently that he had been dealing with with a tight hamstring the past few days before he got the big pull uh, running to home, sliding into home. So my beef with G-Man Choi is, please tell somebody about it. Please tell a member of the training staff. Please be up front and say, my hamstring hurts. I don't think I should play today, tomorrow, or the next day and get it addressed. I know that you've got Nate Lowe behind you and Mike Mm Bursot can play first and Yoshi Satsugo Mm -hmm. can play first if needed. And you want to be the guy, like a lot of baseball players and a lot of athletes, play through pain and tightness. But at some point, you've got to be up front and tell people that, okay, I'm not feeling too good. I need a day off to get this assessed. Could this be, I mean, that seems like a double-edged sword of having so many guys being so versatile, right? Because they themselves now, if I'm riding the bench one day because of, um, because I'm hurt, 
Somebody else is going to step up and do my job seamlessly. So you might you might get a little bit of the negative here because some players might be a little bit mums the word with their injuries, like apparently Gmod was. It's unfortunate he's going to miss the rest of the season, two to three weeks. I if I put money on it, prop bet we don't see Gmod Choi taking another at bat in 2020. That's I've it. got an additional prop bet to that. He will not be on the team by the end of the 2021 season. Yeah, that's an easy one. You'll take that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I but think so, so, the so way that saying, Nate, like, So what I'm saying is I don't know if they get rid of him in the offseason, but maybe somewhere around the 2021 trade deadline. Or before, like so you're, what you're saying is that before the end of the World Series is held before in October 2021. Before 2021, yes, he will, not be on, he will not be in a raised uniform. I'll take that. Yeah, for sure. I know he's a fan favorite, but I'm, it, you got Nate Lowe. You got Mike Brasso. You've got so many other – Yandy. I mean, yeah. you've got so many other guys that can step up and, and kind of pro- provide what Gmon is doing. And isn't he due for a raise next year anyway with arbitration? That, wow, you you really have a great handle on this. Yes, Gman Choi is arbitration eligible in 2021. Nate Lowe is arbitration eligible in 2023. And – Looking at the additional playing time that Nate Lowe has gotten the past couple of days, mm-hmm. uh, he, he's looking pretty good. Looking like yeah. <laughs> he's picked up uh, where he left off in 2019. Also, taking care of himself, yep. doing his due diligence and losing weight. That's another thing. G-Man Choi, it, it can't help the hamstrings to be 265 no. or whatever you are. You got you to gotta drop at least 20, 25 pounds. And again, if you're going to be that big guy, hey, this is baseball. Apparently, you can still make millions and be a big guy. But mm-hmm. if you're a big guy and you have a 700 OPS, 720 OPS, that ain't going to cut it. And look, I know yeah. we all love Gmon. He's he's awesome. But with that body, I want power. There's no power. There are injuries. There's Nate low. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, and 2019, on. Choi had leg and ankle injuries. Yeah. And I mean, constantly doing the splits at first at that size. Yeah. That's that, that going to take a toll and an impact. Yeah. Again, that's a prop bet. That's a, I know there's, there's the Choi Boy well, fan club and everything like that, but we have to be realistic here and look at if, if the Rays so easily shipped off Cafecito Martinez. Okay, G-Man Choi, I know he's a fan favorite. I know he's a clubhouse favorite. But we're talking about versatility and roster spots and money and guys on the come up. I think Nate Lowe, I'd rather have Nate Lowe. Like, if, if it comes it's down to time. who would you rather have in 2021, Nate Lowe or G-Man Choi, I'm probably going with Nate Lowe right now. It's time. It's time for Nate to get his his um, his shot. Do you take on the first prop bet? I don't think he's going to play another 2020 game with the race, including so, playoffs, by the way. Wow. I'm, um, yeah, I mean, strain one, grade, grade one, what is it? I, I grade don't, I don't one think. strain, yeah. And yeah. Cash was pretty negative on the, the prognosis. Those there. are tricky, man. Those are, and, especially and a guy mistaken, like that. Longoria had one, I believe, was it 2012? One of those early years, maybe 2010, actually, at the end of the division title uh, run. He was out for like a good three weeks. Uh, yeah. Longoria, you know I'm gonna... at his fittest. Right. <laughs> And well, look at Yandi. They say that even if you touch his hamstring, it hurts. It hurts at the touch. So yeah, right. I will take up that prop bet. I will agree with your. I do not think he 
he suits up again this season for the Rays, regular season or postseason. I will go with you on that. Um, My third takeaway real quick here. We don't give credit to MLB very often. Uh, They bungle a lot of things. But one thing that they recently did that I am on board with and I think is pretty cool, it's called MLB Film Room. Oh, yeah. And basically, you can watch, create, share baseball highlights all day long, whatever you want to do, get creative with it. They've got more than three and a half million clips and 30 plus filters and clips from every play dating back to 2017. So if I want to look up a clip of, say, Austin Meadows versus left-handed pitching with a runner on third at the trop, I can do that. If I want to look up uh, a, a, all defensive plays of Willie Adamas at short uh, at Fenway Park against a right-handed hitter, I can do that. It's a pretty cool thing, and it adds on to what they've done with StatCast and Baseball Savant and really endearing fans into the statistical analysis and giving them an insight into it's not just baseball on your television anymore. You can actually learn about the game and learn about all these numbers and stats and video. And I don't know if there's another professional sport that has this kind of breadth of access. I don't know it's, if the NFL or the NBA or the NHL does. It's, it's pretty darn cool. And I'm going to credit MLB and MLB.com for this. It's amazing, really. If you have a good 20 minutes, make sure that you have 40 minutes afterwards because you're mm-hmm. going to get hooked on this. Our buddy Austin Holloway, who uh, has been doing some really cool stuff for us, um, kind of you know, alerted us to the fact. Yeah. And really, it's really fun. It's really cool. If you have a chance, really uh, check it out. It's it, Because not only what you're saying, but it's a, it's a – baseball is – a game that if you don't like numbers, you're gonna have a tough time following mm-hmm. it, and and because you have to really kind of chew on the numbers and really understand it. And so, if you are a person that really wants to go a step further, the baseball savant, all that stuff, while watching it with your own eyes and the stat cast, it's gonna be so much more fun. Yes, and this is a way for them to market their players. That's always been a complaint. Yeah of Major League Baseball, and I've been impressed with what they've done this season. Even their articles, even their content on MLB.com, they've done it's a getting lot better. of lists and things like that. And, you know, I mean, some of their trade rumor stuff was a little bit ridiculous and, and proposals right. and things like that, but it's, it's click-worthy. I'm clicking on it. I'm visiting MLB.com more than I am ESPN or Yahoo mm-hmm. or really any other site, so I'm going to commend them for that, and I think it's it's pretty darn cool and and i recommend everybody to check it out next stop restricting the blackouts you get mlb tv you should just get everything every game even if you have to pay a higher premium i get that okay sure yeah i i will say though there was a time i think a couple weeks ago uh where they allowed they're doing at least every day you can watch at least one free game yeah via MLB.com, which I think is cool. I think what they've done with MLB YouTube is is pretty neat as well. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on that point. But there was a, a, a time a couple weeks ago where every single game that was on the lineup, you could watch and check it out and see, is this for me? Is it, you know, do I really want to subscribe to this? So really giving more of those um, accessible opportunities, I think. It'll is, just grow the fan base. It'll grow the, the fandom. I think that's perfect. I mean, yeah. Imagine if this had been available during COVID 
wouldn't that have been fun for those that four would, months yeah. of non-sports and we could have just, you know, had fun with the MLB clips. That, that would have been great. It really would have been. And I get you got to protect your TV markets and everything like that. But there's a way to creatively do that. If you have to yeah. sell more advertising if in between the commercial breaks, I don't think they run really any ads on MOB. Give me a break. TV. They, they have Nike swooshes on everybody's chest and, and, and bottoms right now. Are you not get a fan get of that? Here. No, dude, I hate it. Really? I hate it. I think it's I, ridiculous. Honestly, I could care less. It does not bother me at all. Oof. I'd rather be a Jordan logo. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> I think or that would Air be cooler. Uh, but no, I just see it's so tacky, dude. I know, but we've gotten to the point where like, that's how I mean, much got, money they need. That's yeah, how we, much they're like. We've got nope, fan sell it. cutouts. We, we got advertisements on baseball mounds. Before I, I, Ulysses, I know what's coming next. They're going to have yeah. ads on the jerseys. That's going to be of course the they are. I, look, if you have ever watched any Caribbean um, team, any winter league, you'll know that that's exactly where they're headed. You know, first they they just sell a little bit of your yeah. jersey patch, and then the back has a Coca Cola logo, and then by the end, your jerseys and your pants look like you're driving a NASCAR. Yeah, before uh, you know it, it's you know. like, are we rooting for the Tampa Bay Rays or the Tampa Bay Papa Johns? What's going on here? Yeah, what's our exactly? What, what's the standpoint here? Yeah, I think yeah. before long you're gonna have it's gonna start with a little sliver, a little. Here's your your Bumble advertisement on it the already top. <laughs> It already started with Nike. Oh. It's this very s- slippery slope, my friend. I don't have a problem with the Nike thing, but I get your point on, on the advertisements there. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>